Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Weekly, Mondays, we spend time with Buck Rising at 5.20, but we were not here on Monday at 5.20. We were cleaning our rooms. And uh, now it's Tuesday at 5.20, and there is Buck Rising joins us now. Buck, what's up? How are you? Well, I hope you uh, made it through the cleaning of your rooms without any distraction. <laughs> so I got locked into that Indiana-Illinois football game. Did you? <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I was watching Serena um, in the third round of the U.S. Open, and my phone started to blow up because uh, Indiana fans, in all of their glory, decided that it would be funny to poke fun of the fact that there was a misprint on the jersey a year ago and having body paint with uh, several members of the student body painted out Indonesia. And instead of, you know, everybody getting the joke, everybody just thinks that the entire uh, Indiana alumni base is illiterate now. So I'm very grateful for that. Hey, y'all won. Yeah, I know two Indiana football fans. That's what I heard. You and Baptist. I talked to Westbrook Aquino about it in the locker room oh, yeah. the other day. He was like, yeah, I didn't think they were going to do it. I was like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. Oh, geez, Buck. <laughs> Such a fan. Yeah. I was going to say I know two Indiana football fans, but I'm not sure. You and uh, Babs's husband. I think you only know one. That's Mr. Yeah, Babs. Out alone, but rising. Uh, so the big win. <laughs> every starts in October. Uh, speaking of football, uh, I heard uh, that you got MTSU, the MTSU fan base in an uproar today. Oh, did I? I didn't. I didn't get any blowback on that. I just somebody showed me the box score of what the hell James Madison did to them this week, and I was I was stunned. I was I was blown away by the fact that they would have that lopsided of a situation. Now, admittedly, I didn't see a snap of that game either, um, so I don't know what I I don't know what happened. But like it's uh, I I spent I watched a lot of college football this weekend. It was great uh, to have that back and to not have moved from my couch for about six and a half hours on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I, I I apologize if I riled up the uh, the entire city of Murfreesboro about the uh, about the, the result of the MTSU game. But like, yeah. I, am I the one you should be mad at if your football team <laughs> lost forty four to seven? I don't think so. For those that don't know, MTSU <laughs> lost at James Madison. I spent all week last week. Opining as to why MTSU would travel to James Madison to play mm-hmm. that football game, but uh, 119 total yards. They go to Colorado State yeah. this week, uh, so, but but for some reason that line's only like seven. I, I don't know what's going on there, but um, let's go to the Titans. Uh, obviously, uh, opening week of the NFL season. Buck Rising with us on three HL. You can catch him ten to one weekdays on 104.5 The Zone and on every other show. Right tackle uh, Nicholas Petit Frere will get the start. Um, how do you think he holds up against? These giant rushers, Ojolari, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau. How do you think he holds up? Yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, when we get the first injury report tomorrow, which I know Mike Rabel cannot wait for, uh, what the status of Ojolari and, and Thibodeau. Thibodeau is. Yeah. Um, because you guys will remember that he experienced, Thibodeau specifically, uh, got hurt in the preseason game and they kind of shelved him. After that, I can't remember if it was their second or their third preseason game. Second game, um, it was a but, pulling offensive lineman who went low, and, and Thibodeau uh, didn't balance himself properly. 
Oh, that's right. Great controversy with the offensive lineman of yes. the world. I know Ramon Foster took up for uh, took for, took up for his brethren on that. Long, yeah. long story short, they're going to help. Uh, they're going to help Petit Frere because yeah. obviously, if you're Wink Martindale, the Giants' defensive coordinator, you're going to identify the fact that there's a start a rookie starting on the right side. He's going to be inexperienced with a variety of different looks. Preseason is all well and good, and I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Um, but yeah, they're going to help. They're going to chip. They're going to do things to protect him, um, to make sure that they can, and also keep the quarterback upright. But how much, how much they, uh, succeed on early downs, first and second down, this would be a great time to try passing more on first down. The easiest down to pass <laughs> as opposed to running over and over and over and you, over you, again. You don't want to pass on second and third and long? <laughs> I I don't want to play third downs if I'm uh, if I'm the Titans. I would much you're, rather you're anti third down guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm anti third and long guy because if they don't have the protection, or at least if they have protection that's as bad as it was last year, you got to keep a tight end and a running back in to chip, uh, even if it was Lawan last year, and that obviously gives the defense the inherent advantage when it comes to numbers and coverage. Buck Rising with us on Three HL at Buck Rising on Twitter. A Tory Jackson coming home. Oh, yeah. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at cumulusboost.com. Teron <laughs> tried to ask him about it. He was like, yeah, you know, he uh, he does well in, in press, match, uh, press match coverage and uh, didn't really see a big sample size of him in the preseason. And Teron ter- looked, looked around at me after the press conference and goes, does Mike know that Dory played for the Giants last year? And I was like, yeah, I don't think he wants to talk about it. Uh, but, yes, it will be Adore Jackson's first game against the Titans since he uh, was cut after they picked up his first-year option. Um, and <laughs> since then, they have done significantly better at corner, with all due respect to Adore, who I did very much enjoy covering while he was here. But who are you most anxious to see, um, Titans, coming out here to, to, to play in this first game? Oh, Derek. I mean, yeah. I don't know how the answer could be anybody but Derek. Uh, this, is, really? this is the thing. especially. That's not my answer. What, my answer is Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I mean, my answer is is like who receiver? Like we haven't seen anything. Okay, we have that's, no that's idea fine, what Don. Robert he Woods didn't is going to. He asked me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This is like when we butt our way into the boom over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just busted in. I'm sorry. I did too. Uh, Buck, continue. Continue your answer. I don't see how anybody else could say somebody else wait, other wait, wait. than did, Derek. Didn't you mean to say continue your incorrect answer? Yes, continue okay. your incorrect answer. <laughs> Always a pleasure doing business, Don. (laughs) I I will say that, uh, listen, Derek Derek is the thing that I think they're going to ride heaviest on, especially early on as you get more comfortable, as you get Traylon Burks, for example, ramped up in the system, um, as you kind of work a comfort level with the offensive line, it is far easier for them to run block than it is to pass protect. So I think if you're going to look at where they might be successful and if you're going to identify metrics where they can you know, go to Buffalo and win a game on Monday Night Football. How do they look running into what you know is going to be eight and nine man boxes? Because the Giants are going to treat 
Ryan Tannehill the same way that everybody else did last year. There's going to be limitations. They're going to understand that, that he has protection issues until proven otherwise. And how they manage their running game is going to be critical to how well they do outside of how that defense performs absent Harold Landry. Okay, so my my answer <laughs> <laughs> would have been uh, uh, basically did the wide receiver position. Did you even listen to him, position. or did, did you just wait until he stopped talking? No, no, I no, did listen to him. Don just waits for me to stop talking, and then she <laughs> talks. Like, she doesn't listen to what I have to say. So <laughs> what I should have done if I was a proper journalist was listen to you, and you mentioned Harold Landry, and I should go straight directly to defensive talk. But I want to rewind and go to the fact that I don't agree with you, and that I want to see what happens at the wide receiver position because I feel like for all the practices we've got to watch Robert Woods and and he mm-hmm. looks healthy and there's no brace and and all of that I have no idea what we're getting I have no idea what Traylon Burks is going to to be and I even uh, we we're going to have a discussion tomorrow on the show about what AJ Brown was when he first got here in his early games like would Titans fans be happy if that's what you got out of Traylon Burks in, in and I'm talking his rookie season in games 1 2 mm-hmm. and 3 which was no touchdowns but 7 catches Yeah um so so I guess my answer is that that wide receiver position and because Buck, it's fair to say, like Robert Woods is is a number one, but but you didn't really want him to be, so to speak. I mean, I just what what do you expect from that position group and out of Robert Woods? Uh, no, I think it's definitely. I think you're. I I think that there is a lot uh, to be determined with this wide receiver core just yet, because obviously how Traylon Burks develops or makes impacts in games in ways maybe he hasn't necessarily been able to do consistently in practice that has or the preseason opportunity games to, or preseason games outside of the last one mm-hmm. um they it has the opportunity to significantly affect what the ceiling for this group is because you're right don you're walking into a season where 30 year old robert woods in the year of the rona 2022 is your best <laughs> wide receiver best pass catcher by far like Hooper and uh, Chig are better tight ends. That is indisputable. But if you told anybody else in the NFL that who who are the Titans walking into battle with or running into battle with on Sunday against the Giants and you give them Robert Woods and Austin Hooper, they're going to look at you and like that guy that didn't do very well in Cleveland the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And you're going to say, yeah, that's the guy who's going to be substantially better than anybody else that they had um, over the course of, of the last season. But it is, it is a very disconcerting part of what this offense can be because that cannot be your sole source of firepower. Because, you know, we've all been asked a million times the questions, are, are, they, are they not better with how many different players they added um, in the absence of A.J. Brown? And, of course, the answer is, yeah, I mean, they have more options than they did, provided that the bulk of this thing stay healthier uh, than it did last year, with like, which I think is a fair assumption, knock on wood. But they're not a better team without A.J. Brown. They don't have the high-end playmaker um, that can go out and win you a game right now. Robert Woods has been a tremendous receiver across his career, and he played with terrible quarterbacks in Buffalo. By the time he got to a place that was going to utilize him well, there were limitations with Jared Goff, and then by the time the Cooper Cup developed into a top option, he was such a beautiful complimentary piece. But now he's got to be the guy, and he's you know he's thirty years old. He's coming off an ACL tear, and there should be it's it's going to probably look a little bumpier than most people expect, or there may be a setback that 
you not necessarily count account for, and then all of a sudden Nick Westbrook Akeen is your wide receiver one. And how are you going to feel about that? Yeah, mm. I mean, I, I love MWI. He just shouldn't be a one. Go um, okay, who hey leads? <laughs> who leads the Titans in receptions after this Sunday? Oh, um, I know it's it's. A, I prob- I, I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry, there's debate within. No, the room, I don't think though. so. I think I, th- I think just for comfort level and what we've seen in camp, I think ty- I, I think a tight end group would be the answer. <laughs> um, I I would probably he he clearly gels well with Hooper. They're clearly comfortable with one another, and that's the thing. That's the safety valve that he didn't have last year. Um, Chig is going to be a slow a slower uh, a slower project, for lack of a better term. He's a nice piece right now, and there's no question that he has potential. But Hooper and Tannehill legit have something that we have seen develop over the two months that they've been in training camp, and when Hooper arrived here in the in the in the voluntary portion to get those extra time and reps with him, that's probably the best thing that I that outside of Derrick Henry, that's probably the thing I feel best about uh, with the Titans on offense. So I I put Hooper up there. We actually agree on something, Buck. But Slay does not. I dis- Slay. Yeah, I disagree. Who, who do you think? I, um, I, I think Robert Woods is going to come out and be that security blanket for him. Just from the, I, I know he would love for the tight end to be that guy, and that's what he was missing last year. But I also think he was missing the um, consistency of a receiver in a guy like Robert Woods, where he, not just for the big play, but being able to dump it down to him five, ten yards, and letting him do something. I think he's going to be so open because of his route running and his knowledge of the game, that is going to change our outlook as media to Robert Woods. Like, of course, yeah, he's coming off ACL. Yes, he's 30 years old. But at the same time, you saw the growth in Cooper Cup because of a guy like Robert Woods. And I think when he gave him all his credit and gave him his flowers, I don't think that was just just talk. You know what I'm saying? So I expect him to really have the greatest impact. That's what I'm ready to see. Which you are, of course, entitled to your opinion about, but in the words of our friend Don Davenport, you are incorrect because with Mondale and the, and the Giants defensive staff are going to look around and be like, oh, who they got? Oh, it's basically just Robert Woods. Let's take away that guy. And that, I think, would be a significant inhibition to this uh, master plan that you have for Robert Woods, but it's a lovely thought that you laid out. You're you entitled know? to your incorrect opinion. Yeah, I think we said that to Buck earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Buck rising on Twitter. So it, it's interesting to draw these Patriot parallels, right, with all mm-hmm. with what's going on over here. But here's one. Like, I remember – Back when I played fantasy football, before I was just betting on sports all the time, um, you couldn't take a New England running back because, like, Bill Belichick would get 200 yards out of guy A, and then that guy wouldn't play the next week because he there was a better matchup with one of their other running backs. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Titans have set that up in the secondary, too, right? With, like, three high draft picks, and then you bring in Ugo Amadi, and, and I don't know where he fits in, but it looks like we're going to game to game, maybe see some different pieces in different places. Yeah, I think all these guys, like people got bent out of shape because the, the unofficial depth chart ahead of week one went out and Roger McCreary is, is the starting corner, as we, you know, I've been talking about, I feel like for the better part of a month at this point, because he's just clearly and obviously a better and more, and more refined player at the position. It doesn't mean that Farley's not going to play or that this is a black mark on Farley in year two. It just means that they're, they're all of these guys are going to play. And when Molden, uh, gets his health right, he will obviously factor into this as well. But they have the ability uh, to to be versatile this way with the amount of different physical, now with Farley, the amount of different physical matchups that they have, as well as guys who you know can play with good technique and understand your system. 
um, like Fulton and, and Bayard and Amani. The thing that the thing that I'm most curious about is what this looks like without Harold Landry, because I mean I'm sure you guys have talked to Greg uh, Cosell about this when you guys have your weekly hit yeah, with him, just as just as I have. But like he's the dude's all over the place, and it allows them as a defense to do so much more with the rest of their personnel. It allows them to disguise and make the quarterback think just an extra fraction of a second, which helps the young secondary exponentially. If you can just buy them, if you can just have Josh Allen question what he's seeing at the line of scrimmage when the ball is snapped because Harold's dropping into coverage all of a sudden and David Long is coming at you through the A-gap, but it's still a four-man pressure. It's a simulated blitz at that point. Harold can play so many different positions and stays on the field for what? It was 89.5% of their snaps last year. Uh, It's not something that one player is going to be able to replace. They're going to have to mix and match parts in a way that they didn't quite have to do last year because, again, one of the few consistent things for them health-wise was Harold. Jaron on uh, YouTube said, by the way, Buck took Damian Harris last night in his fantasy draft. I did. I crowdsourced my uh, my Titans Media League <laughs> fantasy draft. I did a Twitter space because normally, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. I'm either half drunk or I'm uh, asleep by the time somebody mm-hmm. sends me a notification saying, hey, your draft starts in 10 minutes. Uh, so I did it on Twitter spaces, and it's probably going to be a wildly more effective team than any I've drafted in the last five years. of It's <laughs> probably so. true. And, you know, longtime uh, Buck Rising fans and uh, some listeners will remember um, a, a, a significant injury for Malcolm Butler and people – going all in on Buck Rising at all moments of the day and night, asking, is Malcolm Butler off IR? So I'm going to go ahead and start early, Buck, and ask this question. Is Harold Landry off IR oh, yet? Gosh. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. 